Welcome to Making the Brand, the podcast where marketing and pop culture collide. I'm your host, Brianne Fleming. I can't wait to chat about brands, boy bands, and everything in between. Because brands who have a pulse on pop culture can create adoring fans of their own. Happy 2020, everyone. This is the first episode of season two. Thank you guys so much, if I haven't said it enough before, for listening to all of season one, and I'm ready to kick off 2020. So 2020 kind of started off on a low note because Netflix took away Friends. And I know a lot of us are sort of still in mourning. I know I am. But I'm going to try to heal our wounds by talking about Friends on this episode. And I'm bringing Friends back for a little bit of help to explain one of my favorite things, social media, and to really demystify all of these social media platforms and to look at them in a different way, right? We've all sort of read research on how your strategy needs to differ on Instagram versus Facebook versus Twitter, but we could always use some new examples, right? And why not use Friends characters? So one of the biggest things to know about social media is that you can't treat all of the platforms the same. We have so many of them at our fingertips, but you really need to tailor your strategy for each channel. Each channel has its own considerations when it comes to content, voice, audience, and your audience expectations as well. So let's turn to our friends, Rachel, Phoebe, Monica, Chandler, Ross, and Joey, to really just dig into these platforms a little bit further and to understand the differences because each character really aligns with the characteristics of each platform surprisingly well. So let's start with Rachel Green. If I had to choose a social media platform that Rachel Green represents, it's definitely Instagram. Even though she didn't like reading this about her on Ross's infamous pros and cons list, it's pretty safe that Rachel is into her looks. I mean, after all, she ends up working in fashion. I also think about the episode when she's running in Central Park with Phoebe and she gets embarrassed because Phoebe runs kind of like a crazy person and has this awkward run and Rachel doesn't like that people are staring. So she's just very conscientious about other people's opinions and how people see her. And on Instagram, you have to think about appearances just like Rachel does. Since the platform is visual, Brands need to strive for eye-catching content that produces what we call thumb-stopping power, right? You're scrolling through your feed. You want an image that is compelling enough. So the good news is you don't need a super professional photo with perfect lighting and color balance to grab attention on Instagram. While those things are appreciated and Instagram definitely has this aesthetic, I think this perception of perfection is going away. The content just needs to be interesting. So even things like bold typographical content or unpolished memes and infographics, all of these things could inspire someone to like or engage with your post. And especially with IGTV picking up momentum in 2020, I think it's more important than ever to provide content that compels people to watch and learn more. And you only have that split second to get their attention. So make it count and just put some value into how you're presenting your content and the appearance of it. Next, 
let's switch gears a little bit and talk about Facebook. So Facebook is sort of a mixed bag, right? It has a ton of different people on it from all different walks of life. It is the largest of all these social media platforms. And for the ones we're talking about on this episode, it is one of the veterans, you can say. But actually, LinkedIn came out before Facebook, so we'll get to that later. But Facebook really is a little bit of everything. And it's also where I think you'll see some of the weirdest headlines and the most (laughs) outrageous types of content. So Facebook aligns with none other than Miss Phoebe Buffay. She is by far the most eccentric, free-spirited character on Friends. And even though she's incredibly kind-hearted, she's she's sometimes kind of weird, and, and we love her for it. She definitely has her quirks and a lot of really diverse interests and qualities. She's a vegetarian, an animal lover, a musician, and so much more. She's lived on the streets and everything. Phoebe has just been through it all. So on Facebook, for your content to succeed, it needs to be targeted with precision based on what you know about your ideal customer. Although Facebook's users span all ages, backgrounds, interests, etc., it provides a wealth of demographic and psychographic insights to help you put your posts or advertisements in front of the right people. So you can find those vegetarians or those musicians or those animal lovers. You can just get really precise. And no matter how niche you think your audience might be, you can find them on Facebook. Next up is Pinterest. And I think it's pretty obvious here. Pinterest has Monica Geller written all over it. Can you imagine what a goldmine Monica Geller's Pinterest account would be? I mean, not only is she a professional chef, I mean, amazing recipes galore, right? But she's also a clean freak, an organization wizard, a party host, an interior decorator at times, and just an overall home economist. I would totally follow her fashion boards too. She's got some looks. (laughs) But the thing about Monica is that she loves to serve. She always loves to be the hostess. So when it comes to Pinterest, your content should serve your audience's needs. Remember that Pinterest is a search engine. People are looking for inspiration and guidance to make their lives easier. From things like outfit ideas to wedding planning checklists, dessert recipes, or job hunting tips, whatever it might be, everyone on Pinterest has a need that you can fulfill. And you do this by creating content that is the answer to what your target market is searching for and host it on your own website. And Pinterest will help drive traffic to your website if it's all done right and if you're optimizing your pins for those key terms that people are searching for. But your job isn't done yet. You can't just make the post on your website and throw a pin up there and expect it to be clicked and for your article to be found. You need to remember presentation, just like Monica would, right? She's very into presentation. You need to design graphics that stand out and clearly communicate your content. So your pins themselves need to be eye-catching, need to be clear, need to be compelling, because that's what's going to inspire people to click and read more on your website, right? There could be 50 recipes for red velvet cupcakes on Pinterest, 
And people are choosing which one to click on based on that image. So it won't matter how helpful or even if you have the best recipe on your website, the decision happens when people are looking at pins. So invest in presentation just as much as you're investing in writing the content itself. Next is Twitter. And I hope it's pretty obvious who Twitter is. Twitter is absolutely Chandler Bing. I love in season nine when Chandler decides to change careers and get into advertising and he lands a job as a copywriter. Between his sarcasm, his epic one-liners, and his just overall sharp wit, Chandler would absolutely crush it on Twitter. In my opinion, Twitter is one of the best platforms where you can really show your brand's personality. So it's imperative for brands to find their voice and use it often on Twitter. And I think there's so many opportunities to really show your personality because Twitter is the platform that you use to respond to whatever's happening in real time. So brands can have an opinion or a perspective on news and headlines and make comments about trending topics more easily than on any other platform. So there's just more opportunities to inject personality. So for brands to succeed, find your voice, stay in the know, always be monitoring what's currently happening, what's going on, engage in real-time trending topics, which is a big one, and you can also start your own conversation, pose a question to your audience, introduce your own hashtag or trending topic. And when you can, as Chandler would, use humor. Then we have YouTube. And for obvious reasons, Joey represents YouTube. He's an actor who loves to be on camera, and it turns out he'd probably be a pretty great vlogger. You might remember when they went to London, he was traveling around the city with his video camera. But you don't have to have striking good looks like Joey does to succeed on YouTube. You just have to provide value. You can do this by entertaining your audience, motivating them to try something, or simply teaching them a new skill. For example, rather than posting a sizzling commercial or a promo video about your products, you'll add value if you do something like an unboxing or a product demonstration or a tutorial. So with every video you create, make sure there's a takeaway for your audience. Just like Pinterest, YouTube is a search engine. So serve your audience, give them what they're looking for, and you'll win. Lastly, Dr. Ross Geller is definitely LinkedIn. He's a true academic, always making strides in his career, getting tenure, doing keynote speeches. Ross perfectly personifies LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the most professional of all the social networking platforms with Everyone's profile illustrating a user's education and career history, as well as accolades, accomplishments, all that stuff. It's an ideal platform to connect with people in your industry and really illustrate your credibility. It also includes an in-platform blogging functionality to help people demonstrate thought leadership. But one of LinkedIn's biggest strengths 
is the opportunity for recruitment and collaboration. There's an episode where Ross is trying to get six graduate students. Imagine the networking opportunity he could have had if he had LinkedIn. So use LinkedIn to connect with people, to reach out to people you admire, but always be sincere. When I say connect and reach out, I don't mean to just send them a LinkedIn invitation. Truly connect by engaging with their content, sending tailored and sincere messages, and posing questions of your own to people in your industry. No one likes anyone on LinkedIn who's just in it for their own professional gain. So contribute, converse, all of that, and you'll do well on LinkedIn. And that's all the friends. If I could, I would love to ask who you guys think could represent TikTok. I bounced back and forth. I thought maybe Phoebe with a little bit of Joey could be TikTok since TikTok is all about being on camera and performing and being entertaining and funny. Ah, Gosh, it could even be Chandler too. There's a good mix there, but send me a tweet or DM on Instagram. My handle is at Brianne2K, B-R-I-A-N-N-E, the number two and the letter K, and let me know your thoughts. But hopefully this helped clarify the differences amongst the social media platforms for you. So the next time you're stuck adapting your content ideas for each platform, just ask yourself, what would the friends do? If you need help defining your brand's personality, I have a brand voice word bank inspired by each friend's character. So go to my website. You can find that on my blog where you'll see this podcast posted as a blog post. So until next time, thanks for listening.